Well, good morning, everyone. So today is Good Shepherd Sunday. And all of our readings center around that idea of Jesus as that shepherd for us. Uh, I want to start today and I want you to think about, I know we all have that friend. You have that friend where, where you go places and you kind of get nervous that they're just going to put their foot in their mouth. I'm that friend. So people with me, they, they can naturally feel like, okay, Father Brian, we're going someplace, could you just, just stand a little back, just keep your mouth shut. We were, uh, a story from my college years, uh, a couple of my very good friends, we went to Moab in Utah, uh, my senior year of college. We went and did some mountain biking out there, we had a great time, and a good friend of mine who, who goes to this church, uh, a guy named Ed, he was wrestling with his faith, he was raised Catholic, he hadn't really been practicing and was wrestling with where to go with his life. And he was finally kind of on the brink of coming back. And so my other friend, Nate and I, who uh, is also a member here, uh, Nate and I were like, oh, this is awesome. This is going to be so great. We can, like, help Ed come back to his faith. And we had a great trip, and we were in Canyonlands. And I'll never forget this. It was this perfect summer night. Right, there's this river running right through this desert canyon, and we're camped right on this river. And Ed is thinking deeply, and he's, he's opening his heart to God. And he says to us, he says, you know, I just feel like wherever you're at in your life, like that's where you're supposed to be. Like God knows where you need to be, and he's going to be right there. And you can feel Nate being like, Oh, he's, he's getting there. He's like making steps. So I said, no, that's totally wrong. I was like, if that were the case, then we would have to say that if a person's living a really sinful life, that God wants them right there. And you could feel Nate going, Larkin, stop talking. And I just stuck my foot in my mouth. We've all done that, I think. Some of us more than others, we have a special gift for that. Uh, today, I want you to notice something, and I think it's important that we recognize this in the gospel. Today, Jesus feels like that. If you're at home and you're like, did he just say that? No disrespect, Lord. Um, but it feels like that. In the modern world, the modern world has certain sensibilities. Right? In the modern world, the, one of the big rules, we always joke, there's every sin is allowed in the modern world except for smoking and not recycling. But the other one, the really big sin in the modern world is you must be tolerant. You can't make big claims. And if you claim to know the truth, you're going you're gonna to offend the modern world. And so I was praying today and thinking, you know, when Jesus, today with our reading on the Good Shepherd, you just imagine going to like a dinner party with Jesus. And you're like, Lord, I love you, but let me give you some background. When we go to dinner tonight, there's two Buddhists, there's four agnostics, and, and by, that, by the way, you know, uh, Sally, she kind of has a rough past with you, 
And so could you just kind of tread lightly? And Jesus walks into the room, right? And he says, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers. And you're like, got to go do cleanup. Today, Jesus makes very bold claims. And I want you to take that seriously. And maybe some of you watching at home, maybe you're in that place. You're like, I don't know where I'm at with my Christian faith. I don't know if, I, if I'm fully there with understanding who Jesus is. And I want to challenge you today about what God wants to say to us in this reading. So Jesus says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And he will go out and in and find pasture. Right, this is very similar where in John 14, Jesus is going to say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Today, Jesus says, I am that door. I am the way that people find salvation. I am that gate to eternal life. In the modern world, what they might say is something like this. In the fourth century, your favorite and mine, there was a Roman senator named Symmachus. Pretty cool name, your next child, Symmachus. And Symmachus is protesting against the, Christian, uh, the Christianity that had entered into Rome. And what he says, he's protesting to the emperor, and he says, and he wants to reinstate a pagan goddess. And he said something that someone today might say. He, he speaks up and he says, it is the same thing that we all worship. We all think the same thing. We look up to the same stars. There is one sky above us, one world around us. And here's the key. What difference does it make with what kind of method the individual seeks the truth? We cannot all follow the same path to reach so great a mystery. The world objects to Christianity saying, there is one God, there is a truth, there is a right way. But Jesus does not hesitate to tell us that. And here's where I want to challenge you on this point. This is the first point today. Is that everyone needs a shepherd of their souls. If you don't have God, if you're not following him, I promise you, you will only follow yourself. What happens so oftentimes in the modern world is we say we have this kind of false humility. And not everyone is, is falsely humble, but there's a lot of it going around today. And people today will say, well, Father Brian, you know, Rabbi so-and-so says this, Imam so-and-so says this, right? My friend who is really smart and is agnostic says this, how am I supposed to know? And we use that as an excuse not to search for God. And I promise you, brothers and sisters, I want to invite you to this today. If that's you today, you will never find happiness by seeking your own path. 
You'll never find happiness seeking your own path. The modern world says that. The modern world wants to say, do your own thing. Be yourself. Jesus says to us, and it's the only religion, it's why Christianity is not as popular right now, is the other religions of the world say, let's do wellness. Right? Go to Wash Park, get your yoga mat, look amazing, breathe. Jesus says, die to yourself and I will give you life. Our excuses so oftentimes about not knowing which shepherd to follow end up, they end up with us just following ourselves. It ends in self-worship. And if you're in that camp today, and all of us, whether you're a devout Catholic or maybe you're someone who's fallen away, I just want to invite you to take that step back to say, I don't know everything, Jesus, And I have my blind spots and I have my failings and I need someone to guide me. There's a a beautiful image. Uh, One scripture scholar talks about Jesus today says he's both the shepherd and the gate for the sheep. And you think, how could that be? That's kind of a strange image that the Lord uses today. Well, one scholar talks about how in the ancient world, when you have a, uh, a pen for the sheep, the shepherd, there'd be an opening into the, the sheepfold, and the shepherd would sleep across that entryway. And so literally, he becomes the gate for the sheep. Beautiful imagery. That's the first point. And so there's the invitation. The second thing is this today. The second point I want to make for you today, today's gospel calls us, and I really want to challenge all of you Catholics out there on this. I want to challenge you in a big way on this. Today's gospel reminds us that all the good things in our faith, and there are many, but all of them need to find their centerpiece in Jesus Christ. So I have a, I have a friend that we kind of joke about in some of my, um, my priestly circles, uh, out of love, of course, but he, uh, they say that about me in their sermons. They're like, oh yeah, there's this friend of ours, Father Brian. He's ridiculous, uh, but he's got great hair. But anyway, <laughs> my friend, one of the things we joke about is he traditionally, he has more books than any person I think I have ever met. And I buy a lot of books. Our, our community, we try to be very simple. We try not to, to own too many things. Books are kind of like the one exception because they're very helpful for us as priests. Um, But so one of our friends, he has more books than any human being I've ever met in my life. The problem is, he doesn't really read. He's not a big reader. He likes the idea of being a reader, but he doesn't doesn't really read. And so we always joke about that. He'll come to some of our meetings and be like, guys, I got five new books this week. And we all kind of say, okay, awesome. Uh, When are you going to give those to me? Because I will read those. That image, right, he's missing the whole point of why you even buy a book. And what I want to propose to you today is that so many of us, and I know in my own Christian life, so many of us, we do that with Christianity. We do that with Christianity. Today's gospel, in our second reading, I want to mention this, in our second reading at the very end of it from 1 Peter, 
1 Peter 2, uh, it says, St. Peter says, you were straying like sheep, but you have now returned to the shepherd, and it says the guardian of your souls. The word there, guardian, is episcopon, which we usually translate as bishop. So 2 Peter today tells us that Jesus is not just our shepherd, he's our bishop. And here's the point I want to make today. Too many Catholics, and myself as well, we can be guilty of this, is that we make our faith about something other than Jesus. Now, we'll get to this in a second. Of course, our Marian devotions, when our Marian devotion, as we should have, when that leads us to Christ as it should it's good and true and beautiful. But our life as Catholics is about him. And I hear people say this, you know, Father Brian, you know, I'm a, I'm a social justice Catholic. No, you're not. There is no such thing as a social justice Catholic. There is no such thing as a Orthodox Catholic. We use those terms, I get it. You know, I hear people say, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a JP2 Catholic. I love John Paul II. He's one of my favorite saints. He influenced my life hugely. But I am not a John Paul II Catholic. I am a follower of Jesus Christ. And that's what all of us should be. There is one shepherd I am not a follower of Pope Francis. I am not a follower of Pope Benedict. I am not a follower of John Paul II or Archbishop Aquila. God bless you. You are my bishop. But I am a follower of Jesus Christ. And we've got to remember that. Everything else in our faith, the Holy Father, the bishops, our priests, the saints, our devotions, those are all good things, all of them. But they're all meant every one of them to lead us to him. Right? And no one at Our Lady of Lords should ever say, oh my gosh, I'm just, I love Father Brian. I'm a Father Brian follower. That should not happen. A good priest leads his people not to himself, but to Jesus Christ. Are you like that? And I want to challenge you today on this. I want to encourage you. When you talk about your faith, how do you talk about it? You say, yeah, I'm, I'm a Catholic, you know. Gosh, I love the sacraments. I hope you do. <laughs> you should. And we should all love the sacraments. And I know you miss the sacraments. How often when someone asks you about your faith, do you say, I love Jesus. I love him. He is the one who guards my soul. He is the one who breaks me out of that prison of myself and my own opinions and my own selfishness. Jesus is the one who saved me from death and from hell. I love him. I, I wake up every morning and I can't wait to talk to Jesus. And I want to encourage you that you need to say that to him. The great saints always did this. They knew that he was the centerpiece. And because they love Jesus, they also love his mother. But they know that Mary helps them to love Jesus more. 
But I want to encourage you today, as we go through this Mass, when we finish today, get on your knees, go sit in your room, and just tell the Lord, tell him, Lord, I love you. I love your teachings. I love the moral teachings that you give us. They save us. They make us better men and women. I love the sacraments. I love the beauty of the church. I love the hymns. But none of those things are my shepherd. Only you are, Jesus. Lord, you're the center of my life. You're the joy of my heart. You are the truth that my mind seeks. You're everything. And so today, brothers and sisters, wherever you're at in your faith, I want to encourage you, we have to stop being our own shepherds. We've got to take that step and say, I know I think I know everything, but I really don't. And I need to let go of my own life, and I need to follow Christ. And I need to do that in a deeper way. And our faith as Christians, all the wonderful things we have, our novenas are so good. Our, the rosary is so good. But the centerpiece is Jesus. Tell him that. Speak from your heart to him today. Read the scripture. Let him speak to you through the scripture. And may your love for all of the saints and for the Virgin Mother of God, may all of those loves reach their culmination in our love for him. Lord, today, Jesus, I love you because you loved me first. I want to love you more. I want you to be my shepherd. I want to follow you and not myself. Jesus, may I follow you, and in following you, Lord, may you give me abundant life.